0: This is Ashley Kelsch, and you are listening to Life Coaching for Modern Renegades, episode number 52. Welcome to Modern Renegades podcast. This is a life coaching podcast for the person who wants to learn how to lose themselves in the moment, not life circumstances. Each week, we will explore mental and spiritual practices that will inspire you to ask, seek, and heal. They are for the modern renegade. They are for you. Hey, Renegades! Happy Thursday to you. It's been a week since the holiday. I hope you enjoyed yourselves and the extended break. Does anyone else feel like we've been on an extended break since March? I do. Not mad about the slowing down of things, but I have to admit, as the holiday started to approach, as we got closer and I realized I would be cooking dinner for my family, and I haven't in a long time, I started to get a little nostalgic. I was reminiscing, thinking about the years that I did cook and why I haven't been cooking and where I had been, and then I started to remember it was this time last year that I went through a breakup. <sighs> oh, are those the most fun to think about? Last year's breakup, a year since the Boy Scout and I ended, and I remember when it happened, all I could think was, I can't believe I'm here. Again. You know, the beauty in all heart wounds is that they open us up, if we're willing to experience them, that is. And the thing that was particularly special about this breakup was not the person or the story or the amount of time together, but instead how I experienced myself and him. He was the first person I chose to date consciously, he was the first person I dated that I practiced using my new coaching tools and concepts with makes it sound like it was some sort of project. But for me and my mind and my feelings and all of that combined, it sort of was. I was really working from a place of like my terms of engagement, which are priorities of my foundation of boundaries. It's the architecture of who I am. And I had identified what those things were like work, kids, my time. And I was really up front with this person about those things. I had never communicated that before with someone in dating. I would spend an endless amount of time texting and talking with someone during my work day and carry on an ongoing conversation. And I had decided I'm not doing that anymore. I was very clear on the fact that much of my dating life and social life, but much of my dating life had been me finding myself at the end of a relationship thinking, I can't believe I wasted All of my time on him when I should have been focused on my kids and work. Countless times that I ended up there. You see, Renegades, I've had a history of finding myself here again and had this newfound burning desire to figure out how to date and not completely lose myself and my mind while doing so. And this was the first relationship that I got to not only date consciously, but go through the breakup as well very consciously when we broke up i got to practice processing pain managing my thoughts and my favorite how to not argue with reality this relationship gave me first hand experience to put into practice what i had been preaching a week after we broke up i recorded a podcast episode called i'm a life coach not a saint i decided to go back and give it a listen as i prepared this episode for you My plan was to revise, possibly improve, and rewrite it based on what I've learned this year. But upon listening, I thought, there isn't anything I would change or add. The five tools that I recommend are solid, and you can use them whenever you feel like you can't control something, not just a breakup. So today, I'm sharing it again. Even if you've heard it, I'm going to urge you, listen again. I can't help but laugh like we're here again. Yes, listeners, again. But from a different viewpoint, how refreshing. I guarantee you will find something new out of it. Look, renegades, breakups are never fun. I don't have to tell you that. But I will tell you that they can be done in a way that is clean. And if you go into a relationship mindful of who you are and what you want, you can navigate your way through it. Last year's breakup became my renegade's guide to my current program, Wake Up Before Another Breakup. My dating life this year has been a 180 from the way I used to approach it. I trust myself now. The idea of losing myself is not possible. I don't worry about finding the one. There's no more stalking or text fired off. I wasn't like really stalking. I want to just clarify when I say stalking. I would go a little deep in the streets on people's Instagrams. You know how that is you break up with somebody, like you go there, you find yourself on their Instagram. I don't do any of that shit, which is another thing that I made clear. When I decided to date consciously, I'm like, we're not Instagramming. I don't want to post shit about us on that. I don't care where you are, what you're doing. My brain boundaries, we do not go there. I don't fire off texts with fueled emotion anymore. Massive boundaries around my head and heart. For me, it's So fucking freeing, renegades. I've learned to lose myself in the moment, not the man. And I want to invite you to do the same. If you're ready to learn how to do this work, I want you to head on over to modernrenegades.com forward slash programs to get more information. All you got to do is click on that work with me button, which doesn't commit you to anything other than just throwing down your information. You can set up a free mini call with me and we can find out how to get you out of the cycle. But first, enjoy this throwback. Glean from it. I know that you'll get something from it. Alright, until next week. Enjoy. It is time to shake things up and fix our mental makeup. I personally needed a full makeover this last week because I didn't know I was going, but I definitely found myself in Meow Meow City. And, um, you know, this is how life works. One minute you think it's going one way and then you just take this like skirt, hard right turn and it's going another, which I'm totally here for because I had planned on talking to you guys about boundaries and my own personal experiences. And now I have like a really great example of how I'm using boundary setting around my own brain and my own thinking by way of managing my thoughts and emotions. How stoked are we to hear this one today? (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. I've had a number of situations occur over the last few months that have challenged me both mentally and emotionally, which seems to be a trending theme for all of us humans. But what has been unique to these experiences is how I've chosen and how I continue to choose to handle myself. These experiences have become opportunities for me to learn and practice self-discipline and emotional management when things are happening around me that are not within my control, which turns out that's like everything. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the art of managing your mind and your emotions and how this is more than just a tool that you can use. It is a fucking superpower. One that I have nowhere near mastered, but I am practicing every day. I will show you how i use and what i use to keep my mind clear and teach you how to place boundaries around your own thinking to limit the obsession and the obsessing the crazy the emotional roller coaster that we want to hop on when things are seemingly out of our control it's going to take energy it's going to require you pay attention to me talking it's going to mean being conscious it's going to mean planning you're going to have to hijack your thinking your brain You're going from primal survival thinking to your prefrontal cortex, modern brain, the deliberate thinking. It's time to engage your brain. And I mean fucking engage, you guys. I've low-key been practicing managing my mind this last year by being more aware of my thinking along with a few other mindfulness practices each day but I got really serious about this a few months ago when I started preparing to send Nick off for his 90 day expedition. I knew that there was no way I could go 90 days being consumed by the current thinking that I had and feelings that I was feeling about him being gone. All those current thoughts were stemming from fear. As I mentioned in earlier episodes, my brain and body perceived him leaving on this expedition as if I were sending him off to war. I wanted to curl up in a ball and I wanted to stay in my room and I wanted to isolate and I didn't want to do a damn thing except for kind of cry. I immediately started self-coaching on the circumstance of him leaving. I did a lot of thought work daily in the beginning. I witnessed my thoughts. I addressed what was drama and what could be proven in the court of law. I only focused on the facts that could be proven in the court of law. This work was life-changing for me. It was emotionally difficult to sit with and process the range of thoughts and feelings I was experiencing, but I witnessed them and I allowed all of them. I actually kind of wanted to hang on to the ones that made me feel bad, which was a really interesting action to witness. But once I loosened my grip, man, I recognized so much about myself, like that I'd been parenting from fear and trauma, that I had a very codependent relationship with both my kids, and that my brain could win an Emmy Award as a daytime soap opera star or writer. Once I saw where my brain went, I deliberately started forging a new way. When thoughts of doubt or longing would come up, I had believable replacement thoughts to tell myself. Thoughts that I knew would produce at least neutral, if not better, or genuinely great feelings. The way I think and feel now about my kids and them leaving wholeheartedly is from a place of trust and love. I, devel- I Okay, look, I, I wanted to make a few jokes there about also also, I'm like, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a lot of different feelings now about my kids leaving that I never thought I would think or feel. But to say that I'm ready for it is an understatement. Um, but again, I'm able to do this now from a place of full trust and love. I've developed the skill of mental and emotional management. By self-coaching and managing my thoughts and feelings in this one specific area of my world, I've learned how to apply it to all the areas. And like I said, this timing couldn't be better because my most recent uncontrollable circumstance has my brain producing thoughts at hyperspeed about love and happiness, romance, self-worth, resentments, relationships, anger, fuck yous, all the thoughts that come with a breakup. What's even more rad is that I get to show you this way and talk to you about it because That's what a coach who specializes in dating does. She rides the ride and then she talks about it. And then she reminds you all, I'm not a saint. (laughs) I'm a life coach. I too ride this ride called life of heartache. I know from firsthand experience and understanding of the brain and how it works that our brains would love to obsess and focus on all the drama. We want to relive every conversation when something happens in our world that we can't control. And we want to think about telling these people all of our thoughts. We want to rewrite scripts over and over again in our minds with happy endings. We want to make things mean that we aren't worth love. We want to make things mean that we're never going to figure shit out. And when it comes to a breakup in relationships, We have all kinds of more amazing, juicy, shitty thoughts like they've moved on to someone better than me. And I hope it blows up in their face, but I hope they come back and fight for me and choose me. And then I'm going to tell them to fuck off that I'm worth more than this. I'm going to block them from my existence. And you know what? I get it. I know you want to think all the thoughts that make you feel worse than you already do. This is what I'm talking about, that spinning out of control and obsessive thinking. It has everything to do with us not managing our mind and emotions. As you've heard me discuss, your brain is programmed to think these thoughts and the 50,000 other ones that would have you believe breaking up is nothing short of death and that you suck. You get trapped in these thought loops, rinsing and repeating quite efficiently the same story that results in the same shitty feelings. You have to override your brain. This is modern day evolution. I know if I let my brain run on autopilot, I will feel like I have no control over what is happening to me. I will obsess and think thoughts that lead me to believe that this other person is making me feel this way because of the thing that they've done, that it's their fault. I will avoid feeling through my process. I'll delay it and I'll miss out on who and what I'm supposed to learn about myself. By managing your mind, setting boundaries around where you are willing to let it go and not go, you can process pain and not lose yourself in the process. You get to choose how you want to think about things that are happening in your life and where you choose to give your attention. That is not to say you will not choose to think thoughts that cause you to feel disappointed or frustration or sadness, but it'll be an active choice, a deliberate choice, because you are in charge of your brain, not the other way around. I say this on every episode, and I'll probably never not say it. Thoughts are not facts. They are sentences in your mind that create your feelings and drive you to act a certain way, giving you your results. If you can change your thoughts, you can change your life. If you're willing to let go, you can create new ones. If you start watching your thoughts and seeing how they make you feel, and then decide on purpose if that's how you want to think and feel you can start to gain some authority over yourself. The person I was most recently dating told me he loved me while I was in Italy. The way in which it happened was honestly so sweet and cute and funny. It was a moment that caught me by surprise. My best friend was involved and knew he was going to tell me. I was heading to Paris to spend the weekend with the woman who we credited for us meeting. I was in a holy shit, this is actually happening moment. We both agreed that when I got home, we were going to start making future plans that included one another in them. Ten days later, he told me he wasn't ready for a relationship and that the word partner gave him a visceral reaction in his body. I mean, come the fuck on, universe. Really? I can hear Byron Katie whispering to me now, argue with reality? and you'll lose 100% of the time. I cannot control this outcome, but I can control how I want to think about it and how I want to go through it. And here's the how. These five tools will assist you in managing your mind and your emotions while processing anything you feel is out of your control. They will help quiet the parts of your brain that are the loudest and most dramatic. All right, feel free to get a little piece of paper and pen or maybe a very big piece of paper and a pen. I don't care. Just take notes. Number one, modify and neutralize the thoughts. My boyfriend became distant and then told me he wasn't ready for a relationship, that he had had a visceral reaction in his body when he heard the word partner. Okay. Initially, I had a lot of thoughts about this. (laughs) And I will say they were very dramatic. And they caused me, you know, a little suffering. However, I was able to move through that layer fairly quickly and get to the thoughts that were causing me the pain. It's not the thoughts that I'm having around the specific person telling me that they're not ready for a relationship that have me spinning. It's really not. Instead, I keep thinking thoughts like, "I'm here again." I thought I found my person again. I truly believed this was it again. <laughs> Fuck. I believed yet another person telling me that I was the one again, like again and again and again, like, is this ever going to happen? I'm caught up thinking all the thoughts around how excited I was that it was happening, which is exactly what I thought the time before and the time before that. The more I get caught up in these thoughts, the more I start to feel deflated and doubt and jaded and annoyed and gullible and embarrassed. And these thoughts are so past focus. They give me all the evidence that I need to know that I've been here before, I'm here again, and this is where I end up. I love, you guys, I love talking about this right now. Just saying it out loud in this fucking microphone after writing it really allows me to witness and recognize these are just sentences. They are just sentences in my mind. This is my brain thinking unsupervised. This is where I go every time with myself. This is my brain being efficient, like it's reporting the news or the weather. And the weather report, this one makes me feel pretty bad and hopeless. This is why we need to engage. Engage your brain. When you observe your thinking You can get out of the story that you're telling yourself, that you've always been telling yourself, and gain perspective. You don't even have to disagree with what you're thinking. Just start to consider. Can my future be different from my past or different than my past? Is it possible that this is all true, but it doesn't mean I can't try again? Can I believe the opposite of this story? When you're ready, you can neutralize the thoughts. You can find new believable ones and start practicing those. I love this. This is like my favorite game to play. Who would I be without the thought, I can't believe I'm here again. I'm just thinking the thought, I can't believe I'm here again. I'm here again and that's okay. New thoughts that I'm practicing and repeating on purpose each day are I choose me. I'm ready for a relationship and to be someone's partner. It was always meant to happen this way for my greater good. I have a very full, loving life. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Play with your thoughts, you guys. I'm telling you. Every time I add, it's okay to the end of anything, like so much charge comes out of that statement. Like I just feel a little sense of relief. I'm not saying that all you have to do is choose different thoughts and you will feel better, but I will say you do have a choice and some thoughts are going to cause pain while others are going to cause suffering. I intend to minimize the suffering. Tool number two, take responsibility for your feelings. There are two concepts called emotional childhood and emotional adulthood. Between lifelong social programming and our egos, I'll be the first to admit, this is incredibly challenging to wrap your mind around, let alone practice. But when you start to take responsibility for how you feel, you gain freedom. When we were children and we didn't get what we wanted, we would throw tantrums, we would scream, we would cry, we would slam doors. We blamed the person for telling us no, that we felt bad and for not giving us what we wanted. It was all their fault. As children, our brains weren't developed enough to know the difference, nor did we have the capacity to think about what we were thinking. We were also raised to believe that what is going on around us causes us to feel the way we do. We've been taught that other people are responsible for how we feel. Don't call your sister that or you'll hurt her feelings. I'm mad because you said you'd be here at eight and it's nine look, obviously those, are, those are two like things that I've said repeatedly over the years. This is what emotional childhood looks like. This is how most of us are operating as adults. We blame our parents, our bosses, our partners for how we feel and where we are in life, which is exactly why we're always trying to control the people around us. We believe that if they behave and do what we want, we'll be happy. But if they don't, we're not. And this is why we want to lose our shit. This behavior is so ineffective. All of your attention is on the other person and what they are doing instead of yourself, making it harder for you to move forward. This belief that other people are responsible for your feelings only reinforces blame and a lack of accountability for your actions and results in life. This is victimhood. And I cannot think of anything more disempowering. As an emotional adult, You know you're in charge of how you think and what you want to think and feel of your own emotional well-being. Your brain is developed enough to reflect on your own thoughts and understand what you are thinking. This gives you the ability to decide on purpose what you want to feel and think. You know you're responsible for your pain and joy. Like I'm not dismissing the thoughts or feelings of disappointment that I'm having right now. But instead, I'm actively choosing to own them. No one can make you feel a certain way, renegades. When someone tells me they aren't ready for a relationship, I respect that. They get to choose what they want to do with their life. I can let this person be themselves and do what they want and know it's not personal. And then I can immediately start looking inward and addressing my thoughts and my emotions. Tool number three, conscious complaining. This sounds super goop. I know, I don't know where I got it. I didn't come up with it. It's not a branded renegade thing. However, someone came up with it and I love it. If you are going to, and we all know we're going to spill the tea, put a timer on it. You're going to want to throw up all the thoughts in your head, try to make sense of what's happening, maybe talk a little shit, and there's nothing wrong with this. But don't live in the stories or bombard your friends all day, every day. Let them know you're about to vent, get it out, and then move the fuck on. Tool number four, your focus. Once Nick had been gone for a few weeks, I realized just how much thought and time went into being his mom. Suddenly, I had this massive amount of space in my world. I knew I could use it missing him and wondering what to do with myself, or I could be productive with it and focus my attention on something else. I chose to train for the Austin Marathon. I chose to focus on work. I gave my brain something else to do. Sherry Huber says, the quality of your life is determined by the focus of your attention. I was listening to her and she goes on to say, you focus on negativity, you suffer. If you're present in the moment and what is in front of you, you don't suffer. We think if we have a problem, we need to think about it a lot obsess about it. We always come to the conclusion that we are the problem. We did something wrong. We can't fix it. We are wrong. She asks, here's something I want to know. If we figured out that we are our own problem, why do we keep thinking about it? Her short answer is the ego. Moving on to tool number five, have a strategy. How do you want to go through this breakup? Decide on purpose what you want your outcome to be, how you want to feel each day, who you want to be on the other side of it. Choose how you want to feel during the process and work on it each day. Are you going to communicate with this person, remain social media friends? Will you have casual sex? Are you going to catch up over coffee, block and move on, start looking for your next person, take time for you? Decide and commit to a plan. See the person you want to be who feels feels fulfilled and so far from this experience that you forgot who the woman was that went through it. How does your future self feel, act, look, and talk? Grab onto that and start feeling and thinking like her today. I was thinking about a breakup I once went through before I had the tools that I do now and how dramatically different it was compared to now. These were literally my thoughts, which, forgive me if I start laughing, over my ridiculousness, but I'm about to share with you some very embarrassing inside thoughts. Okay, here we go. He said he wanted this, us, more of us. He promised me he'd never hurt me, that I was the love of his life. We would always figure it out. He'd never walk out. Wait, he joined fucking Bumble from my couch on my wifi while I was at a funeral? Is he seriously commenting on other girls' Instagram accounts right now? I'm going to pull my fucking hair out and break something. I need to rearrange my furniture. I've got to wash these sheets. I'm going to scream, what is he fucking 12? This motherfucker doesn't even know how to break up like an adult. I will fuck all of his friends. I will show him dating apps. You want to see dating apps? My face on every fucking app and all of your friends texting you, bro, can I date your ex? Why do I always choose emotionally unavailable men? What's wrong with me? Relationships are so hard for me. Why is everybody else able to find the one? I cannot do this again. I'm tired of rejection. Why did he come after me, telling me all this shit if he wasn't ready? It's me. I choose the wrong ones. I'm the wrong one. (laughs) Oh my God. Some of you listening, right? I mean, holy fuck buckets, right? Some of you listening right now know exactly which episode of my dating life this excerpt is from. My mind was a fucking mess. I could not see straight. I was going crazy. I was acting crazy. I created so much more suffering on top of the pain with this thinking. I was trapped in a prison of my own thoughts, spinning out a story that emotionally brought me down as well as like sucked up actual time that could have been used processing and healing. <laughs> and it doesn't end with those thoughts. You shame yourself for thinking that way and behaving out of control. You hate the behavior. You hate that you go there and get so consumed that you can't see straight. And then before you know it, you're rinsing and repeating. <laughs> it's, it's exhausting. Y'all, it does not have to go down like that there is an easier way. Start practicing what I've taught you here today. Some of these tools, they will give you perspective and relief. They will give you that authority you need over yourself. If you've liked what you've heard today, but you need more, you need help navigating through a situation that has you feeling like you don't have control. Hit me up on my website right now. You can sign up for a free consultation call. Just head over www.ashleymkelsh.com. underneath my Modern Makeover Program. You'll see that you can schedule an appointment. It's a free phone call. And who knows, maybe you will find that the Modern Makeover Coaching Program is the solution. This is a six-week crash course where you will learn the skills of self-coaching, problem-solving, and how to get things done. You will never think the same again. It is what I have been using the past six months. It has fully changed the way that I go through anything. It has taught me emotional management, thought management, these boundaries that I'm talking about. The crazy is so less crazy. Otherwise, if you have any comments or questions, you can also head over to my website on my podcast and leave them there. I would love to hear from you guys. And as always, have a great week. And I'm sending you a 10 second consensual hug. Feel it. Still happening. Bye. Renegades, thank you for tuning in this week. If you're enjoying this podcast, let me know. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and show it with a five-star rating and review. You can also head on over to my website, www.modernrenegades.com to sign up for my newsletter, leave your questions and comments, or just connect with me directly. I look forward to hearing from you.